want you to tell us about a friend, a co-worker, family member who's experienced devastation. They've been through a traumatic experience recently. And we want you to tell us about them. They don't have to go to church here. They don't have to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And what we want to do is identify a family in our community who's been through major devastation. And People's Church wants to send them on an absolutely free vacation to let them know that we love them and that God loves them. And we want to see God minister to them and their family uh, as they have been through this devastation and putting their lives back together. How many think that would be just awesome to bless a family like that that's been through devastation and say, we love you, People's Church loves you. So let us know, some of your friends and family that have been through devastation, let us know through the website. There's lots of information there on the website that will tell you how to let us know. And we're just excited about blessing a family as we begin this series next week dealing with devastation. If you're a guest with us, a big welcome to you. We're glad to see you here. If you'll take the communication card attached to your bulletin, just fill it out completely, rip it off at the end of the service, just drop it in the offering bucket. It's a way for us to get to know you a little bit better. And also at the end of the service, if, we're, if you'll drop out in the foyer, there's a guest packet that'll be at one of the three tables there. Just pick one up so that you can learn more about what the Lord is doing here at People's Church. Church, we're concluding this series today called Legalism is not legal. I think you've seen the theme throughout our service already about freedom. And my title this morning is I am free. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Fight against that? No! We will run! And we will live. Die. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Everybody shout freedom! In Christ, we are free. Look with me at our key scripture for the morning in Galatians chapter 5 as we're concluding the book study through the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. The Apostle Paul writes, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
Church, can I tell you that the most free people in the entire world are Christians. As, as a Christ follower, we are free in the depths of our soul. We have freedom to follow God's plan for our lives. We have freedom to be who God created us to be. We have freedom to experience life as it was meant to be experienced. We have freedom to enjoy life to its absolute fullest. In Christ, we are free. Everybody smile and shout, I am free. Come on, the 9 o'clock service did better than that. Smile and shout, I am free. We are free in Jesus Christ. And what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to take you through a journey through chapter number 5 in Galatians. Galatians, And I want to show you the freedom that you have in Jesus Christ. Number one is this. You can follow along with me in your bulletin. Fill in the blanks there and take this message home with you. Point number one. Christ has set us free from religion. He set us free from religion. Understand this. As a Christ follower, you should not be religious. There are people who say, well, I'm a religious person. Listen, as a Christian, you should not be a religious person. All religion is is man's attempt to get to God. And that's exactly what the Gentiles, the Galatian church was dealing with in their day. You see, the Judaizers, they were telling the Galatian church, these legalistic Jews were telling the Galatian church, listen, if you want to be a Christian, you've got to be circumcised like us. You've got to obey the Jewish law like us. You've got to be like us if you're going to be right with God. And Paul writes to this church and he tells them, listen, that's a bunch of nonsense. And listen to what he says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 2. He says, mark my word. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You are trying to be justified by the law. In other words, you're trying to be made right with God by obeying this law and trying to do this good work. And you have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Paul says, stop trying to work to be right with God. You know what Paul understood? He knew that religion is the biggest adversary to our freedom in Christ. Because religion simply says, you're okay with God as long as you look right, talk right, act right, then you're fine with God. But I want you to understand that if your freedom in Christ is all about looking right, it's all about talking right, if it's all about acting right, you don't have freedom in Christ. You are in bondage. Because I want you to understand that you can look right and still be separated from God for all of eternity. I want you to understand that you can talk right and never experience a heart change. You, you can look right and never have your sins washed away because religion will never wash away our sins. So Paul tells the Galatians church, listen, guys, it's not about being circumcised in your flesh so you can look holy. He says it's about being circumcised in your heart so that you can be holy. And so Paul writes to the Galatians church and he tells them in Galatians 6 and verse number 15. He says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means 
anything. He says what counts is a new creation. Paul says, listen, Galatian church, your relationship with God is not about if your flesh is circumcised or if your flesh is uncircumcised. He says it's about giving your heart and your life to Jesus Christ and being a new creation, being born again, being changed by the power of God. Today, you and I would say it like this. Living for God isn't about a building. It's not about protecting our man-made traditions. It's not about a certain style of worship or the name on a church or how a person dresses. It's about placing our faith and our trust in what Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary and becoming a new creation. And friends, as a Christian, we have been set free from religion. Everybody say, I am free. There's a second thing that I want you to notice, point two. Christ has set us free from sin. He set us free from sin. You see, you and I as human beings, we have a tendency. We are prone to extremes. I'm a pretty extreme radical person myself. I'm extreme about my Starbucks coffee. Got to have me some Starbucks. With decaf, because I don't need caffeine. You can't, can you imagine me on caffeine? I know I'm halfway ADD anyways. I don't need caffeine. But I'm extreme. We, we are just people of extreme. And that's what Paul was addressing here with the Galatian church. The, the Judaizers, they were extreme people. And they were imposing law on everybody. They were saying, listen, if you don't look like us, you don't act like us, you don't talk like us, you're not circumcised like us, listen, you are not really right with God. And they were extreme, imposing law on everybody. But then on the other hand, there were some other folks and they went to the other extreme. And this group of people said, listen, because of God's grace, we have a license to sin. And they were saying, listen, you can live however you want to live because, listen, we're saved by grace. Thank God for his grace. I know what some of you are thinking right now. You're thinking, Pastor Ooh, I like this message on freedom. Keep preaching about freedom. I've been telling my friends we're free. Honey, child, you can get drunk. We're free. Listen, oh, you can have sex outside of the marriage covenant. We're free. Oh, you can get high if you want to get high. We are free. I love me some grace. Thank God for grace, grace, grace. And many people have bought in that type of thinking. Because of God's grace, I can live however I want to live. And Paul addresses this other extreme. And Paul says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 13, you, my brothers, were called to be free. It's absolutely true. We're called to be free in Christ. But Paul says, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Paul says, listen, do not use your freedom as a license to sin. The church at Rome was dealing with the same problem. There were people in the Roman church that were saying, because God is gracious, that we can live however we want to live. And Paul addressed them in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 1. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? In other words, so that we can continue to experience God's grace. Should we just live a loose life however we want to live so, God, so God's grace can continue to increase in our lives? Paul says in verse 2, by no means... In my Bible, there's an ex explanation mark after that. This is serious. By no means. We died to sin. 
How can we live in it any longer? Paul says we shouldn't live in sin any longer. He goes on to say in Romans 6 and verse 15, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin which leads to death or obedience which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin. Don't miss this. Paul says, listen, you used to be a slave to sin before you knew Christ. You see, did you realize that if you're, not, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, you're a slave to sin? You have to sin? You see, there were folks last night up in the club, and they were, oh, it's in the club. Just. And they think they're free, and they're really bound, that they've got to sin. They have to sin. They're a slave to sin. And Paul says, listen, as a Christ follower, as a Christian, you need to thank God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. He says, listen, Christ follower, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. He goes on to say in Romans 6, 22, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit that you reap leads to holiness. It doesn't lead to a loose life. It doesn't lead to an unholy life. Being a slave, being set free from sin, leads us to a holy life, and the result is eternal life. I want you to understand a couple of things about being set free from sin. The first thing is this. Just because you're set free from sin doesn't mean that you won't experience temptation anymore. As long as you're in this flesh, you'll experience temptation every single day you'll be tempted i'll be tempted but the good news is this through jesus christ he set us free and we no longer have to be controlled by sin we no longer have to be dominated by sin we can have victory over sin and you know what the sad thing is today some of you in this place you're a christian you're a christ follower and you are finding yourself in bondage today christ has set you free from sin and you're hooked on lying, and you're cheating, and you've been set free from sin, and you're having sex outside of marriage, and you've been set free from sin, and you're getting drunk, and you're getting high, and you're living a loose life, and you're cussing, and you're bitter, and you've got hatred in your heart. And listen, Christ has set you free, and for whatever reason, maybe somebody told you you have to live that way. Maybe somebody told you you don't have an option. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, if you're a Christian, has set you free, sir. He set you free, man. You don't have to go around living the same life. You don't have to go around with your hands chained up. You don't have to go around as the world being a slave to sin because Jesus Christ has set you free from sin. Listen, he didn't set you free to sin. He set you free from sin. And you can experience victory that only comes through Jesus Christ. You can live a different life. Through Christ. Everybody shout, I am free. Come on, you're free. Believe it, you are free through Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that Christ has not just set us free from, but he also set us free to. I've just talked to you about two things that Christ set us free from. He set us free from religion. He set us free from sin. But he also set us free to 
to do some things that we couldn't do before we were a follower of Jesus Christ. And now that we're a Christian, now that we're a child of God, God has set us free to do some things that we could not do before we knew the Lord. Let's, let's look at three things that Christ set us free to do before we couldn't do, that we couldn't do before we knew the Lord. Number three is this. Christ has set us free to live by faith. To live by faith. A major theme throughout the book of Galatians is that you and I should live by faith in God and not by the works of the flesh. In other words, we should trust God and not trust ourselves. We should put our trust and our faith in God and not be dependent on ourselves. And I want you to see, I want to show you this because this is really, really powerful through the book of Galatians. I want you to see how many times Paul focuses, focuses the church on, uh, of Galatians on the fact that they should live by faith. We're set free to live by faith. We live in a world. We live in a society that's driven by sight. People are freaking out, wigging out pulling their hair out, biting their fingernails off because they're just living by sight. They're living by what they see. And listen, Christ has set you and I free that we shouldn't be dominated and controlled by sight, but we're called to live by faith in our heavenly Father who loves us. Let me show you quickly some scriptures in Galatians, and I want you to see how Paul focuses on the Christian should live by faith. Galatians chapter 2. Verse number 15, the scripture says, We who are Jews by birth are not Gentile sinners. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith, notice this, our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. You Jews who are circumcised and think you're right with God, because you obey this law and that law and you're saying the Gentiles are just a bunch of sinners. You listen, you can't be saved by observing the law. Listen, you're only saved by placing faith in Christ. Galatians 2 and verse number 20, I have been crucified with Christ, Paul says, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul says in Galatians 3 and verse number 8, the scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the, the, announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Galatians 3 and verse number 11, clearly no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them over and over and over again. Paul points us that you and I should be people of faith. Galatians 3 and verse 24. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ. Let me share one more scripture with you. Galatians 5. Verse 5, but by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Paul says, listen church, 
Quit trusting in circumcision. Quit trusting in your own flesh. Quit trusting in your good works to make you right with God. The only thing that counts is faith in God. We have been set free to live by faith and not by sight. Let me ask you a question. Process this with me. Are you living by faith or by flesh? Is there any evidence in your life that you're living by faith in Christ? Do you come to church out of religion and just because it's the right thing to do? Or do you come by faith saying, I know God wants to speak to me. I want to worship the risen Savior and I want him to change my life. Is it out of duty or out of faith? See, we do a lot of things that are just out of habit, but we're called to live by faith. Do you read your Bible out of faith or do you just do it out of habit, out of routine, or do you not even do it at all? Is there any evidence in your life that you're living by faith and not by sight? Do you pray by faith or just out of routine? You just pray, you know, Lord, now you laid me down to sleep and bless the ribs and the chicken and the macaroni and cheese. Or do you, is there faith? Do you believe God? Is there any evidence that you're living by faith? Do you tithe and, and give above your tithe offerings? Do you just do it out of duty? Do you just do it out of habit, out of obligation? Or do you do it by faith saying God is my provider? Or is there any evidence in your life that you're living by faith and not by sight? And Paul says, listen, you're not supposed to operate like the world operates. You've been set free to live by faith. There's a fourth thing that I want you to notice. Christ has set us free to love one another, to love one another. Notice what he says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts, notice this, the only thing that really matters is faith expressing itself through love. Paul says the Christ follower's life should be dominated by faith and that faith should be expressed through love. Not faith expressed through hate. Not faith expressed through a mean spirit. Not faith expressed through selfishness. We have been set free to love people. And the tragic thing in this place is some of you, you're a Christian and Christ has set you free to love people and, let, and yet you're living in bondage. You don't have to live this way, but you live with hate in your heart. You live with bitterness in your heart. You live with strife and malice in your heart. And you're always mean and you're hateful and you always got an attitude. In Jesus' name, I don't like you. And you just live like a heathen. And yet Christ has set you. Listen, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in bondage. Christ has set you free to love people. He says in Galatians chapter 13 and verse, Galatians 5 and verse 13 to the Galatians church, he says, you, my brothers, were called to be free. It's true, you're, you're called to be free. And what they were doing was using their freedom to retaliate. They were using their freedom to get even. They were using it. Well, I'm free in Christ. I'll treat you like I want to have or I want to treat you. I'm free in Christ. I'll just hate your guts in Jesus' name. And Paul says, you guys are missing it. 
Listen, you're called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, to be selfish, to hate people. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Quit going around talking about you're following Christ and loving Christ when you're hating other people and you're retaliating and you're getting even. He says, listen, the entire law is summed up. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 15, if you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Listen, Christ did not set us free to tear each other down. He set us free to build each other up. And some of you today, you're walking in bondage. You're a child of God, and he set you free to love people. You know, it's hard to do when you don't know Christ. The flesh is dominating you, and you've got to get even. You've got to retaliate. You harbor bitterness and hate in your heart. But as a Christian, you do not have to live that way. You've been set free. I talk, I'm talking about that difficult person at your workplace. I'm talking about that difficult family member that gets on your last nerve. You have been set free to love people. Point number five. There's a fifth thing that I want you to notice. Christ has set us free to live by the Spirit. To live by the Spirit. The, the problem with the law is the law tells us what to do, but it fails to give us the power to actually do it. But when you and I place our faith in Jesus Christ, I don't want you to miss this. If you're a new Christian, maybe you're not a believer here. I want you to understand this. You say, Pastor, what do you mean I can overcome sin? What do you mean I don't have to live by the flesh? Well, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God comes to live inside of the believer. And so you no longer have to be dominated by the flesh. You no longer have to be dominated by sin. You can now live by the Spirit instead of by the flesh. And Paul says this in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 16. But I say walk by the Spirit or some translations have it. Live by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the sinful nature. Listen church, we can do this. We can live by the Spirit and not live by our flesh. We can be dominated and controlled by the Spirit of Christ that lives inside of us. And some of you today you're in this place and you're living in bondage and Christ has set you free and you're walking by the flesh you're not living by the spirit you're in chains in this place right clothes on right smile but you're in chains you're in this place living by the flesh instead of by the spirit Right now you're processing, you're thinking right there in your senior sin, Pastor. How do I know if I'm living by my flesh? How do I know if my life is being controlled? Is there any way that I can know that I am being controlled by my flesh? Paul gives us the answer to this. Galatians chapter 5, just a few verses down in verse 19. Paul lets us know that if we're being controlled by the flesh, he lets us know the things that will be in our life if the flesh is running our life. He says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, sex outside of the marriage covenant, impurity and debauchery, idolatry. You have other things before the Lord. You're worshiping other things besides God. And witchcraft, 
Pastor, how do I know if my flesh is ruling my life? You're dominated by hatred and discord and jealousy, fits of rage. You're always flying off the handle. You're always going off on people. You're always giving them a piece of your mind, flying off. Fits of selfish ambition. Your life is all about you, what you want and your stuff and your money and your family and your... It's, it's consumed with you. Dissensions and factions. You're always trying to be a divisive person. You're always stirring up stuff. Verse 21, Pastor, how do I know if I'm being led by the flesh, if I'm walking around in chains today? There'll be envy in your life. You always want what somebody else have, has. You're never content. You're always envious and after other people's stuff, drunkenness and orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this, those who are controlled by the flesh, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Say, Pastor, can I know if I'm walking by the Spirit? It's very obvious things that are in my life if I'm walking by the flesh. How do I know if I'm living by the Spirit? Well, Paul says, let me tell you, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Your life will be controlled by love if you're led by the Spirit. And joy. I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is based on our circumstances. But there will be a joy in your heart. You're excited about Christ. There's an exuberance and a joy that's in your heart. Your life will be dominated by peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These fruit will be exuding. They'll just be coming out of your life because you're being led by the power of the Holy Spirit. And church, when you and I live by the Spirit, when we're led by the Spirit, when we're dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit, we will experience freedom like we've never known before. Because Scripture says, where the Spirit is, there is freedom. Let me close by reading the scripture to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if you're a child of God, if your faith has been placed in Christ, the Spirit of God is living inside of you and the Holy Spirit is not inside of you so you'll live a life of bondage. The Spirit of God is not inside of you so you'll be hooked on pornography and hooked on drugs and hooked on lying and hooked on cheating and hooked on drugs. Listen, Christ is inside of you that you can walk in freedom. I want to tell you, don't go another day living in bondage because it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Father, thank you for your word. Thanks for the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that in these next few moments, you're going to do a work in some hearts. You're going to set some folks free. Lord, they've been walking in bondage. They haven't been walking as the child of God you created them to be. They haven't been walking in the privileges of the freedom that you paid for us on the cross of Calvary. And I thank you today. You're going to do a work in hearts. You're going to do a work in lives. And people are going to experience freedom through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. As eyes are still closed and heads are bowed, you say, Pastor, this message was for me. Whether it's small or whether it's something really big, Pastor, I'm not living in freedom. I'm a Christian. 
I know God and I'm not walking in freedom and I want the Holy Spirit to flood my life. I want God to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Scripture says we can be filled and refilled and continually filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit of God is. There is 